Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halex. And joining us in studio today, we have Patrice Mousseau, and it is her second time on the show, and it's been quite a while since we had you on. And we are so delighted to have you here with us again and get to hear everything that's changed and shifted and opened yeah. up and evolved. Yes. So, well, thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. Um, actually, the last time I was here, I believe uh, I had my daughter Esme with You did, me. I know. Yes. And she is now six and a half, so wow. she was pretty little the she last was. time I was. We yeah. I think she was about three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been a while since I'm here. Really glad to be back, though. Thank you so much yeah. for the invitation. Yeah. yeah. And you're so, an old hand at this now. So uh, <laughs> for everybody who's listening, uh, Patrice is the founder of Satya Organics. Or, or get, wait, Organics? What's the official yeah. name? The official, the official on all of my paperwork is Satya Organics, Inc., because yes. we're actually incorporated now, yes. which is very yes. fancy. Yeah. yeah, way to go. Mm-hmm. And that's growth. <laughs> and um, when you first came on, it was there was a specific balm that you've created. And how about we let you tell the story of that, and then before we move into where you're going, sure, where you've gone next. So, so the balm that I created, that's B A L M, yes, <laughs> um, was actually something that uh, w- I needed in my life. Um, my daughter, Esme, uh, as I mentioned, she was about eight months old, and she got eczema, um, and it was quite bad. In fact, when I put her into the crib, and then I'd go and take her out again, there'd be blood on the mm. crib sheets because she'd been scratching so hard. Um, So I took her into the doctor, and the doctor's option to me, his only option, was steroids, Mm -hmm. topical steroid creams, which I was having none of because my background's actually in journalism. I had seen news stories about the detriments of using and overusing steroids. So I was like, there's no way that I'm putting this on my eight-month-old infant. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I decided to use my skill sets, which is research. Mm. Right. So I looked at the existing medical research. I looked at what's been done at different universities in the past 10, 15 years, which kind of studies, academic studies have been done. I looked at traditional medicine. And then basically I took all the information that I had and put it into my crock pot in my kitchen <laughs> and very hands on made this product um, that cleared my daughter's eczema up in two days. Now, then, two days. Two I days. mean, let's just sit with that for a minute because yeah. I've had eczema. I've had mild eczema. And two days? Two days. Amazing. Which was, it was amazing. It was so such a relief to me. But then I had this kind of a problem, which was I'd made a whole crock pot. <laughs> right? And I was now like, what, what am I going to do with this? So I went on my mom and baby's Facebook group and I said, does anybody else there need some? I can, I have this. And I had to make three more crock pots like mm. right away. And it wasn't until about a year later, and I'd been inspired by some really incredible entrepreneurial women like Madeline Shaw, I'm sure, who you know, who, by the She's way, says hello too. <laughs> yes. um, to you, Luca, um, <laughs> at Luna Pads. And I saw these women doing business with integrity and keeping their values. And the things that were most important to them were um, their dedication to some sort of, of, of higher purpose versus profit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know what? That is in line And that with doesn't me. mean that they're not profitable. No, they are because profitable. you do have to be profitable and you have to run a good business in order to do good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to do it by, by taking advantage of other people. You mm-hmm. don't have to do it by making things cheaply at the highest profit margin. You mm-hmm. don't have to do it um, in, in a way that's going to hurt the people you work for, with, your customers, the environment, all mm-hmm. those sorts of things. So your I saw community. these people. Yep. Exactly. So I was, I was super inspired, and I thought, okay, I'll make a business out of it. Um, so that all kind of happened from a full crockpot. <laughs> <laughs> all of this with a small child at home. Yes. Yes. Yeah, single yeah. mom. Mm. So, um, so I decided if I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. Um, so I wanted to jump through all the hoops that were out there, uh, which means – one hoop for me was getting USDA certified organic, um, not Canadian certified because they actually don't certify skincare. Um, mm. Only the it's weird. I'm actually certified through a Canadian governing body, but it's a USDA certification mm. anyway. Bureaucracy, right? <laughs> so I got that because although I love organics personally, for people with sensitive skin, like it's imperative right. that they oh, know yeah. exactly what they're putting yeah. on their skin. Yeah. It's it's not a nice option no. or a choosing, no. you know, no. leveling no. up. It's a, <laughs> if you're actually wanting to heal it, you might be doing more damage if you're not using organics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's actually another thing too about, um, for example, one of my main ingredients is uh, calendula, calendula flowers. Um, yeah. because Which is marigolds, right? Right, I mean, but there, but there, it is, it is a fairly common ingredient in certain um, skincare yeah. products. Yeah. But the problem is that they're actually using extracts mm. of that flower. Mm. In the extraction process, they're usually putting in propylene glycol, mm. which is antifreeze, or benzene, which is a carcinogen. Mm. So for me, it was like, no, I'm going to use actual flowers. So I, inf- I buy flowers by the pound and infuse them right into my oils. Well, I still do that now mm. that we're in over. 724 stores across Canada. Now we still do it the way I did it in my crock pot, basically. Um, And then I took all that research that I had done and I submitted it into Health Canada uh, because I wanted them to review it. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they said, yes, you can make the health claim that this is in fact an anti-inflammatory for eczema. Beautiful. So (laughs) you didn't have that the last time you were here, I don't think. Uh, It was a process for sure. There is, there is, it's a, it's not, it's not very common to have that. I'll tell you because there is effort and expense involved. Mm -hmm. And uh, for some people, it's just not a priority for me. It was, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to know that my customers could feel that comfort as well. Mm -hmm. But still, again, it's just that simple product I created. There's five ingredients. You know, there's no fragrance. There's no preservatives or alcohols or chemicals in it. Um, clean and simple and very effective. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we are now. And you've grown. Significantly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, I think the last time I talked to you, we were just still really in the lower mainland. We mm. were about 770 stores in lower mainland. So 10 times. Yeah. And then in less than, I guess it would be two years? Yeah, two to three years. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we got a, a one of the Canada's top national distributors got interested, Whole Foods got interested. And uh, so I had to sort of ramp up what I was doing. And then um, I said yes, and let's go for it, which was good because I had, the, I had set up that process. So we went from 70 stores to 400 stores in two months. Whoa. Um, wow. And now... We're, as I mentioned, over 700 stores. So you can find us in uh, thrifties and uh, choices and nature's fairs and some pharma saves and, of course, Whole Foods and Palm and, you know, a lot of 
children's boutiques and, and naturopathic clinics, and it's just it's growing and growing and growing. Spud has it. Spud, for example. <laughs> I yeah. saw it the other day when I was doing my <laughs> shopping, and I thought, oh, look at there. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, people, they, they love it, and they become very rabid fans about it, which I'm very grateful for, because they're the ones who have done all the real um, uh, legwork and marketing about this, because I um, I haven't had a lot of time to do that, so no, it's all it's, been it's mom to mouth, mom. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah word yeah. of mouth is the most powerful, especially when something is intervening on a on a physical scale right because mm-hmm. we we talk with those that we trust about our pain yeah mm-hmm. and our struggles and if somebody has says well i've tried this worked for me or this worked for my friend why mm-hmm. don't you try it that is the most powerful you can't pay money for that right and this is what is naturally coming from something that is so pure and I, and when i say that i don't just mean your five ingredients that you created no, with integrity but from integrity your, behind it is pure yeah, also right yeah in your heart and and what it was that you were desiring to create mm-hmm. i'm curious over this this i mean that's quite an expansion i mean you get to a certain certain oh, level talk about being in the growth phase and, you're and, and, really and in we're it. expanding into hong kong as well wow yeah, i mean i'm month. really excited for you and i'm curious <laughs> yes. what did you find made the difference in supporting you or facilitating such growth in such a short period of time? God, you know, I think I've been really lucky in that I have some amazing, wonderful friends around me who've been very supportive. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's an, a unique gift that female entrepreneurs have tend to have in that we will more often share our failures mm-hmm. with each other um, and what we've learned from those failures, And right? what we've learned from those failures. But it's, you know, it's not just, it's not an intellectual exercise. It's an exercise in vulnerability. So it's it's when you feel like, oh, maybe I messed up. And they say, oh, I messed up too. It kind of gives you a little more perspective on it. So you instead of looking at it as a failure, quite often you can actually see it for the, with the benefit and, and where it ends up taking you in the long term. But if you're constantly down on yourself about that and you're living in an isolated place, um, you don't see that. No. And so I've been very fortunate to have some wonderful friends around me. And um, I won a business competition um, last year called CEO. And uh, which is amazing. That's a whole other, a whole other hour that we could talk about CEO. Um, but it's these these women, these women ventures that have now become my family. Um, it's just uh, it's been it's it's been a wonderful a wonderful adventure, for sure. One of the other things that I've noticed about women entrepreneurs is that if they've through one of their challenges have found something alternative that works. They'll share it with one another. Mm. It, it, there's a, it's like there's a belief that there's enough out there for everybody. Right? Yes, which so is so. If I share it with you, you're not going to take something yeah. away from me. No, we're we're both going to be more successful together. Yes, right. I think that. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm thinking of uh, conversations I've had with significant male figures in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> where this distrust of collaboration as a possibility that works uh and it's it is hooked into this capitalistic approach Mm -hmm. patriarchy and women and our way of doing things and our uh, you're a single mom i've been a single mom it's like we know we cannot do this alone Mm -hmm. we must be connecting in 
and 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 receiving and giving support in equal measure in order to make a success, which I think we are inherently Translates more into everything. Yeah, we are inherently more trusting of collaboration because it's the way it's kind of the only way to survive. It's not just the only way to survive, it's the better way to it survive. Is. Because yeah. quite often I find that if you are open to things and you aren't afraid of someone taking from you, you actually end up with far greater opportunities. So it's it's putting aside the fear and being open and uh, you know, watch out world the things that happen when you yeah. open yourself up and come at stuff without fear. And I think you're right. I think this is a trait uh, amongst women entrepreneurs. We go there faster. We go there sooner. And we go there even as a survival instinct rather than a shutting down, closing off. Although we can very easily still end up isolated. Men can get there. Yes. There's no question. But unfortunately, I mean, I think the the male culture has not been for them to be allow collaboration. It's for them to be like, you must be this stoic, standalone, you know, kind of person. And I think that that's deeply unfair to men. I I agree. And I, and, and I don't think they enjoy it either. No. And it, I was going to make the exact same point, which is perfect, because although we may go there, we when I say that, I mean women, um, but it's not about being women. I think it's no. about, you know, those it's elements that you're describing. The How willingness. to be a better human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, when you were describing the nature of how it shows up in work relationships, um, what popped into my mind was um, I remember a book that came out quite a while ago now, and it was a collaboration between, oh, I think it was written by Stephen Covey, but I, and I think it was based on some real world collaborations between men, but it was, oh, it was written by Stephen Covey's son. That's what it was. And it was based on trust, the power of trust. Mm. And it was talking about how a couple of, you know, CEOs, major, major corporations had had a conversation and a handshake and they had a successful merger, la la la. But the whole point there was they were engaging in something that was intending to be more collaborative, intending to be more trusting rather than, um, doing that dance of, I'm not too sure how you might stab me in the back. Right. Uh, and the whole like, well, there's only enough of this to go around. So I got to protect what's mine. I got to protect these things. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is the best way forward. Absolutely. It's unlearning that you don't have to constantly be worried that someone's going to stab you in the back, you know? <laughs> so, and then something like she comes along mm-hmm. and it's not the aim of what you do. But it helps you along. Yeah, right? absolutely. It, and I mean, there was there was a monetary prize with that. Hmm. And it was, again, talking about collaboration. So very interesting. CEO doesn't have one winner. We have five winners. And we get together over a weekend, those five women, and we divide up half a million dollars between the five of us. Wow. Now, you think we're going to go in there and it's going to be very aggressive. And mm. everyone's going to try and get in there and get as much money as possible. No. Not at all. We all shared what we were going through. We shared our business plans. We shared our problems. We shared our successes. We shared things. I mean, I think all of us were in tears at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we all ended up walking out with what we needed and four new sisters. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. I so, love it so hard. And that's I'm not about to these guys today. It's like, not egalitarian, right? This is about need and and, you know, if, if one person gets something sooner, then there's the ability to share on yes. 
after that, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's who do we? Ha- it's more like who do we help first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you just joining us, we're uh, this is, you're tuning into Essential Conversations with Rebecca Mears and Luca Alex, and our guest today is Patrice Mousseau, who's the founder of Sacha Organics, mm-hmm. and we are reconnecting with, <laughs> yeah. with Patrice because yes. she's been on the show before. Yes, Satya.ca so, yeah. and at Satya Organic on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect, fantastic, yeah. and we are tweeting all of that out. So if those of you who are listening have um, access to Twitter, we tweet out little sound bites and links and uh, book ideas and websites and all kinds of interesting things all the way through the show. And you can find us on Twitter at uh, EssentialConv, which is Essence, T-I-A-L-C-O-N-V. And then you get the visual. Yeah. I can remember when you came on last time and you spoke about SheEO. That mm-hmm. was the first time I'd heard of them. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've paid very close attention. <laughs> um, do you want to tell a little bit more about that organization? So in a nutshell, what you do is you get 500 women together in a country and you get them to donate $1,000 of their own money. You don't get a you don't get a cherry receipt. You don't expect the money back. You're not getting a portion of these ventures. It is just radical generosity. You're like, I want to change the way that women uh, businesses are being funded because right now I'll tell you that for venture capital, um, women are getting a, if they're lu- if we're lucky about four percent of all venture capital. Oh my god, it's that is such a depressing. Yeah. And I mean, you are less likely to actually get venture capital if you have a woman that sits on your board or in one of the top, you know, the the C suite positions like CEO, CFO. Um, so. The founder of CEO, Vicki Saunders, was like, enough. I'm going to change. I'm just going to change it. I'm done. So she created this thing where these women all get together. They put the, their $1,000 into this pot. They create a, uh, a half a million dollars in each country. Um, and then you have a business competition. But it's not a regular business competition. It's about 15 questions that you answer. And then you move to the next round. And the people who pick the, who the ventures are are actually the people who put their money in. So you've got this collective wisdom of 500 women then choosing who the ventures are. And every single one of the ventures that have been chosen up to this point have been wildly successful. And all been, you know, paying back their money. And then it goes back into that bank. So then we can then um, support other ventures. Um, ventures like myself then become activators, which is the people who, who actually put their money in. It's not a requisite, but something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this it's this great way of just changing people's mindsets mindset uh, sense about um, about how how to fund business, right? So it's mm-hmm. just been uh, it's been a wonderful experience. And as I mentioned, you know, the, w- there was monetary gain, but the most important thing was that network, the, well, the, f- the four new sisters. The support system. The support system of I have these 500 women now who are s- b- got my back cheering for me. And then if I ever have a question, I send an email to those 500 women. I says, anybody know a trademark lawyer? Anybody have a thought about how do we move into Japan? You know, And then I instantly have all this information coming back to me. So it's, again, it's very collaborative. So how many countries is this organization well, in? Well, it started in Canada. Um, then it moved into the U.S. Uh, now it is in New Zealand. I believe they're moving into Australia and the Netherlands now. And that's all been in like three years. Yeah. 
Because it it hits that point where it goes like a flash fire, yes. right? It's like whoosh yeah. around the world because it's because yeah. it works, and they get it, and it just it, yeah. yeah, it does. Again, tapping into the essence of what we were describing is what what comes perhaps more naturally to women that collaborative mindset, that vulnerability mindset. The um, Zara Efron, somebody that we've had on the on the show before, I've listened to her do. Um, talks at yeah. events. She talks about money. Yeah, and, and one of the statements that she'd said before, um, she well, it was a question that she then answered, but you know, what happens when you give women money? Mm-hmm. Women turn around and help other women mm-hmm. and children. Mm-hmm. And it is so powerfully true. And so there's this sense that we, we do, when we've got something, mm-hmm. we want to enable And it's others. not just women being generous, or not being generous with that money. It's like taking care of the community with that money. Women businesses tend to succeed more than men's businesses, <laughs> like just generally in a percentage. Interesting. So it's, it's, I mean, we tend to be, I won't say we're more cautious, but we're definitely more aware of where the money is going. And we're just, uh, you know, tend to be very, very responsible with all of those dollars. Um, whereas um, I think men are maybe, again, I hate to generalize, generalize, but, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's a lot of money going through hands and I think women just aren't really like that. Well, there yeah. Was, there was that community bank in India that that was only lending money to women. Right. Right? And and when they interviewed the guy who started it and they asked him why, he said because the the women um, husband, if you'll pardon the <laughs> term, they husband it better. They they look after the money, they turn around and bring it and pay it back again, mm-hmm. and they don't squander it. Um, and and they are taking care of one another and their families. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they know that that happens, and then the the money comes back again, and they can lend it back out again. Well, also moms know how to make how to stretch a dollar. <laughs> they know how to make something happen out of nothing. Right. Especially. Which is a great trait for an entrepreneur. Especially single moms. Yeah. <laughs> Amped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And really it goes to any single parents. And so this is I, I could, you know, feel your kind of like, oh, hesitation around like making this along gender lines. I'm feeling that, too, because in the end, we're really describing traits and it can be present in any human. Mm-hmm. Um, but where what are those traits? And so we're getting at those traits. What is it that makes I've heard so makes many it so? men get up men who've become really successful and they and then they turn around and they say I want to thank my mother who was a single mother or my grandmother who was a single mother virtually right because the mother wasn't there and and who and they describe all these traits that we're talking about right Mm -hmm. so those young men those boys who become young men who have been raised by single mothers in this environment they pick it up they learn it because they're in it, mm-hmm. right? So I think this is going to create even even more than it used to generation a generation of young men who get this more. Mm-hmm. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with that generation as they as they move forward. Now the generation who are your the the age of your kids, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have any kids, but but I'm seeing that this generation sees differently, operates differently, has a different um, set of criteria by which Mm -hmm. they assess success. What does Satya's success mean for you, Patrice? Um, 
You know, to a certain extent, I think it, it, there's a lot of I, proving that I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there's always that, always that question. Um, for me, it's never been to, you know, collect vast amounts of wealth or anything. That's not mm-hmm. not where I am. That's certainly not where I am. But that's not either the the purpose of it. Um, when I was, I guess I was about fifteen. And I decided, I was trying to think about what I wanted to do with my life, and I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew that I wanted to do good things for other people. I knew that. Um, and to me, this is this is an extension of that. This is what I can do to help people not feel the way that I did, mm. which was like someone kicked me in the stomach because um, I couldn't help my child. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that, that to me means a lot. And also showing to other businesses that you can do better, uh, business, business better. Um, one of the key, you know, number one, it has to be a great product and has to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I, we don't take advantage of anybody when we're doing it or the environment. Mm-hmm. So our packaging is as eco-friendly as, as possible. Um, I think I showed it to you guys last time mm-hmm. I came in. You know, we have glass jars. We use uh, reusable reusable tins. Um, this is actually the new iteration. Mm. I brought this in to, sh- to show you, and I actually just posted this on Instagram not two days ago. Beautiful. Um, what this is is a, um, a pouch form now of Satya. Mm. And so you can get this um, in the mail, it's going to cost far less for shipping costs. Yeah, because um, the glass is heavier. the glass is heavy. It's far less for shipping costs. Mm-hmm. Um, when you empty this, this isn't plastic. This is actually compostable, so it's zero waste. And then we're setting up a network of moms across the country, um, so they're going to have these pouches in Toronto and Halifax and Vancouver and Saskatoon or whatever, and then they can send them out quickly so you're actually going to get your product faster but now we're employing stay-at-home moms who need to make a little bit of extra money and don't have right and don't have that opportunity because oh my god this wealth of of experience and work ethic and you know just intelligence that's being it's like a a a mine of underused opportunity with these stay-at-home moms so Mm -hmm. now that was one of the other key things that i wanted to do is i wanted to see that Everybody had, you know, an opportunity to make some some money as well. So that's that's another thing that um, we're doing with the company right now. Zero waste. I like it. Yeah, that is so inspiring. Yeah. I love it so much. And being able to get that into far farther flung places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we ship a lot of stuff internationally too, so I think that's going to be um, very good for people because mm-hmm. you can just re- literally pop the product in an envelope now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Is it time for a song? It is time for a song. Which one would you like to play first? Oh, okay. Let's do Shakira. <laughs> All right. Here comes Shakira. Would you like to tell us before we listen or after why you why you chose this song? Um, I would just at first encourage people to just give a good listen to the lyrics and uh, think about sharing this song with your kids. Hmm, I love it. All right. This is Shakira. Try everything.
Welcome back to Essential Conversations. I am Rebecca Mears with my co-host Luca Halex, and we are with Patrice Mousseau, who is also First Nations from Fort Williams. And we are talking with her as the founder of Satya Organics. Mm-hmm. And we just listened to Shakira's song, Try Everything. Mm-hmm. And we were look- paying attention to the lyrics as uh, Patrice was encouraging us to. And there were some yes. deep thoughts coming out as we listened to that. I absolutely. I mean, not only is it a great song, but I just love what she sang in it. Um, you know, birds don't just fly. They fall down, they get up. And this is something that I want my daughter to understand. Like, you, do, there is no such thing as overnight success. There is no mm-hmm. such thing as, like, just, oh, you know, like, you might look on the outside of, of, of my business and the business growth and go, oh, like, wow, you're just rocking it out of the park. Well, that's the outside. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of falling down, <laughs> right? So that, I think, is, is an essential lesson that we can teach our children. Um, and we were talking about Make It, which was it's a craft fair here in uh, Vancouver, and it's run actually by um, Jenna and Bridget, some friends of mine. They're lovely. And, They've uh, been on the show, too. Yes, they're awesome. And I haven't done a craft fair in about two years now because – and doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Esme wants to run the company when she gets older. She's six and a half. Um, so we were and like, why wouldn't she of course. think that that would happen? So she um, she was like, oh, you know, let's do this. Because like, let's do this craft fair. And she was all over it. Um, but one of the things that she wanted to do is not just sell mommy's product, but she wanted to do her own, uh, her own drawings and sell them to people. Um, and then all the money would go to her Terry Fox run this 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 week. So she was amazing. Like, and this was all her own idea. She had people coming up, and you know, she said drawings for sale, supporting Terry Fox. And then you know, they come up and say, "I want a picture of a dinosaur," and she'd draw a dinosaur, and they'd give her two dollars, and they'd go on their way, and everybody was smiling and happy. And anyway, she made almost eighty dollars. <laughs> That's I not bad it. for a <laughs> six-year-old, right? At two dollars a pop, it was. It was. Well, I mean, some people gave her five and, and things, but um, you know, just so proud of her. Just so proud of her because she's got no fear, and she knows that mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, so then it's just I just do the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can, as adults, um, take more of that, uh, I think we're all going to do do better in the world. But Jenna's a perfect example of. Um, a, a, a female-led business. She wanted to do things differently for people mm-hmm. who were craftspeople. She wanted them to be able to run their businesses as businesses, yeah. even though they were artistically inclined folks. Um, and all the people who are there are, and this was their 10-year anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been there for a number of years now. So it's like a family there. There's all these people. I go in there, and there's all these people that we know from the networking that we've done and the people we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. And so I, and I, because I remember the last time I saw you was at, was at that. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I One drop of by times, and say yeah. hi, and you're busy running your booth, and yeah. we get some some updates from you. Your, one of your latest updates is the Dragon Stand. Right. Yes, actually, forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, so, because it's behind you already, right? Well, but it hasn't aired we, we yet. recorded it, right? Mm-hmm. But it hasn't actually aired. Um, I'm going to be on CBC uh, next Thursday at 8 o'clock, uh, airing on Dragon's Den. And actually, I just posted a preview of that um, onto my Instagram as well. Yeah. So that was that was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. 
um, it was, you know, kind of an eye-opener to me on a lot of the um, processes involved uh, doing Dragon's Den. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, uh, one of the things that people probably don't know is that um, only about 60% of the ventures that come in and are recorded um, make it to air. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them just don't even don't even make it onto the show. So Which that doesn't was mean that they're not great viable businesses not at all. out there not busy doing their thing, right? And the thing is it's you know it's it's reality television and what they're they're not really looking at the best business. What they're looking for is what's going to be entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it, yeah, it has no real bearing on on the business, and and quite often they, you know, they they make it they make it seem even more um, exciting and dramatic than <laughs> perhaps it it is. But we're um, getting the backstory on yeah. your business, which it makes it more realistic, right? It's, yeah, and it fills it in. Well, and also keep in mind too, like for some people, you're you're recording in, with the, you're actually having conversations with these guys that last mm-hmm. anywhere from forty five minutes to say an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and you only get five or six minutes on air. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of editing that's going on <laughs> in in that place. What's the too. most valuable thing that you got from that experience? Like, did they give you any advice or any perspectives that that when you came away from it were useful to you or was it the experience itself that was interesting um well i i you know i can't really tell specific details so they make no, you no, sign no, no. Yeah, yeah um saying you won't actually talk about that sort of stuff yes um but i think that uh, definitely the experience of going in there and having those conversations and feeling you know pretty confident and 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 that it was just it was a great experience but you know it's fun it's kind of like being in a circus almost <laughs> you know so um yeah so hopefully that that will go well and and people will like it and but well, really for me it's it's really about getting people to be more aware of the product and right. knowing mm-hmm. that it's available yeah yeah because what i really want to do is replace steroids. Like, I don't oh, yeah. want steroids to be the first thing that doctors recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be the first, you know, the first thought. So um, I've noticed recently that when I've said to medical personnel, mm-hmm. uh, m- m- no, I'm, I'm not interested in going the steroid route, they don't fight me on it anymore. Mm. It's it's like when you go into a restaurant and you say, well, I've got a nut allergy. Mm-hmm. They don't try to talk you out of it anymore. They just write down, okay, nut allergy. Right. So it's they're not – and I think that's a, that's a big – that's a big shift. I mean mm-hmm. the medical profession doesn't have anything in their hands yet that they can um, prescribe – uh, instead of that, right. that'll be the next step. Right? Well, we are actually going to be pursuing getting published in some medical journals um, shortly. Wonderful. But that's just time. That's just time and, and frankly, money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, getting yeah. that done and getting it reviewed so that it yeah. can be something that doctors can. <laughs> can but in the meantime, the grapevine is working well, right? Because Very well. we all. We know that you can't go to the doctor to get this sort of thing because the doctors, e- even if they're aware of it, aren't necessarily allowed to. Do you know oh, what no, they um, are? Yeah. Right? I mean, quite often. Well, I mean, doctors recommend other products, you know, like ones that start with an A. I'm not going to mention it mm-hmm. because I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of that company. But 
Um, yeah. I was just wondering, do you know if there's any naturopaths out there that have there got are. their hands actually, on I'm your products? In, I'm carried in naturopathic wonderful. clinics. Yeah. And actually, as I mentioned, we're going into Hong Kong next month. And um, the way that the Hong Kong system is set up is that doctors don't send you with prescriptions to pharmacies. They actually have their own dispensaries. Mm. Yes. And mm. they've been reviewing my product. Um, we've had, a, a, I guess, a, at least 100 doctors looking at that, and they love it. And they're going to all start mm. carrying it in, yeah. these ho- in Hong Yay. Kong. Well, and they the, do a lot with herbs, right? With, with herbal remedies, and this is a, in a way, it's a herbal remedy. Yeah, well, it's definitely plant based for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's and it, it's it's so needed there too. And the incidence of eczema in Hong Kong uh, for adults is one in five, so which is very high. Now I feel like asking you a question through your research, through all of the process, and everything that this work has taken you into and around. Mm-hmm. What? What would you say are some of the leading causes for eczema that perhaps the public is not generally aware of? I get uh, people ask me all the time, what Mm -hmm. is eczema? What causes eczema? And the truth is, is that no one can specifically say because it varies from person to person. It's like seven or eight different types of eczema, Mm -hmm. and they can all come from different places. So you could have a contact dermatitis, right? So some sort of reaction happening to a laundry detergent or something else that you're coming literally in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have weak intestinal gut flora. So basically, if you've gone through a round of antibiotics and mm-hmm. it's wiped out your microbiome, then that can be um, expressed as inflammation, which is the eczema coming out. Um, it can be stress-induced. It can be the change in the weather. It can be, you know, all these different things. They're basically causing an inflammatory reaction in your body um, for eczema. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and the skin is an eliminatory organ for the body too, right? So if you've got, if you're ingesting toxins, if you've got toxins in your environment that mm-hmm. are getting into you, even if it's not in your food, mm-hmm. it's going to come out through your skin and your skin reacts. And if anybody's telling you that there's like a cure for eczema, that is completely not true. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, the best option that we have right now for people is um, elimination diets to try and figure out what's Mm -hmm. actually going on in the body or try and remove things from your life Mm -hmm. and try and, you know, be calm and right. <laughs> all those sorts of yeah. things. But that doesn't necessarily always work. So um, steroids is how people have managed it. Right. Um, but now now there's another way of doing that. So this is how you manage it until you figure out what's going on. Right. Basically. Yeah. 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 But it's a much more... Um, it's less Im- it's, invasive. It's impa- yeah, and its impacts are on the thing that you're trying to impact rather than having all of these other side effects that spill out over different areas of your life, which is what happens with steroids. Yeah, in fact, I think it was the National Eczema Society down in the U.S. just issued a statement about what's called topical steroid withdrawal, which is they make oh, a recommendation that, um, that they really limit um, steroid use because it can cause horrific reactions in people you know using it a little bit once Mm -hmm. or twice is not a big deal even doctors will tell you use this sparingly for a week or two but that's not usually enough for people Mm -hmm. so they end up getting the using stronger and stronger steroids as it goes on and on and on they become it's like your skin becomes addicted and Mm -hmm. then you get off it and all hell breaks loose basically so the um, eczema society has issued this warning now saying be more please be more cautious and, and recommending that to doctors as well we got it. Is it time for another song? 
Yes. <laughs> I was trying to crab that sound bite, but I'll put the song on yes. first. Um, so we've got your second song here, which is Kate Bush, Running Up That Hill. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us why you chose this song? Uh, well, Kate Bush is amazing. Um, I just, you know, I just remember her listening to her when I was a teenager. Um, but one of the lyrics on this is, um, if we could switch, is change places, switch places. Some, it's one of the things that she, she mentions over and over again. And I think she's talking about, you know, her, her partner, her, her male partner, is if we could switch places and be able to, to see each other's side of things. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just saying, you wouldn't, how nice it would be if we could all do that to, in all different sorts of situations right. where we could really put our, our feet into other people's shoes. Walk in so. someone else's moccasins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. why I chose. This I love song. it. All right, we'll we'll take a listen to Kate Bush running up that hill, and we will rejoin Patrice Mousseau here in the studio in just a few minutes.
You're listening to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca, and our guest today is Patrice Mousseau of Satya Organics, and we were just listening to Kate Bush singing Running Up That Hill, and that was an ode to desiring empathy, desiring deeper empathy, and what how that equips us for... I mean, I was listening to the lyrics of the song and about how we could we could we could do the thing we need to do. We can face this challenge with ease if we could change places, if we could know what it's like for the other person. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of empathy. A little bit of empathy. Yeah. So we were just talking um, in in that while we were listening to the song about about your changes to your. To your packaging, yeah, um, because and we were talking about it in, in, in along the lines of we're changing how we do business, right? And the product is is sort of our way of doing that. Mm-hmm. But it, share with us ab- about what what you're hoping to do with this packaging, right? So again, you know, first and foremost, it's the the product and that it works is the most important thing. But I'm if I'm going to create a business, I don't feel like I have to ignore things like the environment to do that so i'm also going to make the best possible choices around we also just went um, completely carbon neutral with the great bear rainforest as well so i forgot Mm. to tell you that but we have this i've had this desire for quite some time now to do a stick form so basically you won't have to put your fingers in a jar you can just rub it on your skin super easy um, and I tried looking at paper, I tried looking at compostable plastics, and they all just fell apart. So I knew that I was going to have to use actual plastic in order to to do this. And it kind of made me, again, really kind of gut sick. So I thought, well, how are we going to how are we going to manage this? And there's a company actually in that started here in Vancouver. It's called the Plastic Bank. And so basically, what we're doing is we're going to be offsetting all our plastics with this company so every time that you buy this stick and it's going to be on shelf in about eight weeks um, we are going to pay people in developing countries to actually pull plastic out of the ocean then they're going to take that plastic and take it to these depots in these different countries and they're going to exchange it for um, household items they're going to exchange it for tuition fees they're going to exchange it for medical care and it's all going to be done in a way that now gives them assets it gives them security and it gives them a way to um, to live their lives in this in the situation where most of uh, they say it's something like 80% of the world's plastic in the ocean actually comes from developing countries because they don't really care about recycling. So instead, make it they can't monetize afford it. to care about it in a way. Right, right? now yeah. they're now they're literally you know throwing money away. So mm-hmm. instead, they're they're collecting it. So that's mm-hmm. what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing offsets with the plastic bank around. Uh, around these sticks until we can get a technology that works that we can actually replace it. Um, so that's that's coming out in about eight weeks. So we know that out there in the world somewhere is somebody who's busily working away mm-hmm. on replacements for plastic. And we're close. I mean, I, I looked friendly. everywhere to find the right materials, but it's just it's not just the material, but it's like the manufacturing and you know, there's so many moving pieces with this. It was such a, yeah. it was it was difficult, and I finally I had to concede and go okay well, we're not re- we're not there yet but we will get there and, and until we do we're going to do the best but we can but you're part of the demand that's fueling the people who are creating the alternatives absolutely right? so absolutely. so they know you're around i mean around. nobody wants plastic anymore right no. no that's fascinating i just tweeted out a link to that organization i haven't heard of that that is inspiring i oh like that it's, it's changing better about the world incredible yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we've got um, just a few more minutes left here. I'd love to hear more about what's coming up for you, what you'd love to engage with people on, anything along those lines. So right now I'm just starting to learn social media, which has been so <laughs> fun. At first it was, you know, it was quite intimidating. So like, I don't know any of this stuff, but now I'm loving it. So <laughs> if people want to get updates about Satya, um, please follow me on Instagram. It's um, and the way you spell sat, uh, Satya is is S A T Y A, like Sat and Ya. Satya. <laughs> satya. It's pronounced Satya, but it's Satya Organic um, on Instagram and on Facebook. So if you uh, want to follow me and then come with me on this journey as we're trying to create this company that's going to not only you know help people on a person by person basis, but hopefully. Um, become role models for other people who are who are looking to build their businesses as well, and and realize that you can be successful without um, without doing damage to your your fellow human beings and planet. All right. So um, you also have a website, don't you? Uh, Satya.ca, S-A-T-Y-A.ca. So you can always reach out uh, there. And actually, we're doing pre-orders for the pouch, um, the the compostable pouch I was telling you about. Um, That's going to be available shortly as well. So if you order the the pouch, we send you a travel size for free right now. So you can actually give it a go. And then as soon as these get get out of the uh, printer, we're going to be sending those out right away as well. So that's... So these pouches are not made out of plastic although no, it looks like plastic. They look it feels like, like plastic. They look and feel like plastic um, but they're actually compostable. You mm-hmm. could literally put this in your garden and it will it will dissipate dis- disappear down. in like yeah. four to six weeks. Yeah. So it's it's zero waste. I'm yeah. really excited about it. I think people are gonna really love it. So um, I'm thinking this may actually replace our jars. Yes. Um, and yeah. if we're gonna if we're gonna do anything, we're gonna have larger sizes of the jars for people who really have mm-hmm. eczema head to toe. Because I do have people who are buying six, eight jars at a time because mm-hmm. they're just covered, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think these these pouches are gonna be pretty exciting. Yeah, that is awesome. Yay! I'm so excited for you. And tell us now, where can we find Dragon's End? Which day do you air? And uh, when? So where? October fourth, which is next Thursday. Um, next Thursday at 8 o'clock on CBC. So whatever time zone you're in, it's going to be on at 8 o'clock. And then I'm going to post a link on social. So <laughs> follow me. I just, I, I'm having so much fun. Honestly, I'm having so much fun on Instagram. It's, it's great. So, well, yeah. it becomes a way of actually interacting yes. with the people that love your stuff. And so mm-hmm. when, you, when you share the things that make you excited and happy, Mm-hmm. And you get to see that immediate feedback. Mm-hmm. It becomes that instant loop of instead well, it's, of... It's also what I consider to be the most important thing I do, which mm-hmm. is to be available to my customers. Mm-hmm. Like the literal number on my website is my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. get people reach out to me all the time with questions like, can I put this here? And is it supposed to be feel this way? And all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Because like, for example, the first time you open the jar, the product's a bit hard. And they're like, oh, well, is this right? And so mm-hmm. I just, I, I love having those conversations. It keeps me connected with people and and also i feel like that's how companies should be you Mm. should be available to people to have questions about your products and and services so that's how the business evolves right well it's also a very nurturing approach Mm -hmm. the the um staying aware of what your customers experience is like Mm -hmm. and what their needs are Mm -hmm. and you can create a product from that space Mm -hmm. but you may not 
stay tuned into how needs evolve if you don't stay connected. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is one of those ways of of making that happen. And I mean, I, I'm I got I'm not a dermatologist, right? I am a journalist and a mother who researched the pants off of this <laughs> and created this in my crock pot. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so you know. Maybe, you know, not the expert, but I do have a certain amount of knowledge and I share that with people. And then we have conversations. And for example, if for whatever reason, they might be like, oh, I don't feel like Satya is working for me. And I'd be like, okay, what else have you tried? And have Mm. you, have you considered this? And, you know, like that, it's really about trying to solve the, the problem, the issue for my customers, not about selling them more product. Yeah. That's incidental. And they may solve the problem for you. And right. Yeah. You never know where your solutions will come from. Patrice, thank you so much for joining us again. It's lovely to see that, not just lovely, it's inspiring to see that magnificent Mm -hmm. growth, Mm -hmm. your solidness in what you're creating. um, It makes me happy in my soul. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Success on a Friday afternoon. Thank you so much, ladies. (laughs) And until next time. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalleck's.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Oh, ah, 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 ah. Happy, 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 boing, 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 bo